It's a twister! It's a twister! Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. And today we're bringing you another hot take, but this one is a little special. That's right. Today we're bringing you a hot take from our visit to the Texas Frightmare Convention. That's right. So if you recall from uh, last month or a couple months ago, we posted a small episode where we sort of explained that we were going to Frightmare and everything that they had to offer. Sort of a, a pre-festival excitement building, you know, episode. And um, now that we've been, it's time for us to sit down and talk about our experiences with the festival, everything that we did, things that we liked and didn't like and talk about a special movie that we saw there yeah we saw 47 hours that's right so do you want to talk about the movie first you want to talk about the festival first let's talk about the festival overall okay i i think that's a good place to start so i mean i think that we were both really looking forward to going to texas frightmare uh it's the first horror convention that chris and i have gone to together i had been uh for two years when it first started so way back in like 2007 and let me tell you that it has grown immensely yeah uh, back in 2007, it almost seemed like an intimate affair, right? Like really? there weren't near as many people, crowds or lines to meet celebrities and get autographs. I mean, George Romero was there that first year and that was the big drawing power for me is I really had to go meet, you know, one of my idols. And I can remember waiting in line for maybe 15 minutes to see oh, George yeah. Romero. And it was on a Saturday. So it was like the busiest day of the convention itself. I will say that the changes that they've made over time are are mostly good. I think that the guest list that they had was pretty outstanding and um, they sort of covered every facet of horror for every you know fan if, they, if you like a subgenre there was somebody or something there that would interest you right so we had people like Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi which were like sort of the biggest stars right they were doing an Evil Dead theme throughout most of this convention they had an Evil Dead party and um, but they also had people like Elvira and even Barbara Hershey which Chris got to meet so you want to Tell about your experience with Barbara. Yeah, uh, of course, Barbara Hershey has been in the Insidious series right. as Patrick Wilson's mother. Right. Um, and of course, she's been great in that. And of course, I knew her as a little gay boy growing up with Beaches. That's right. right? I think we all did. Yeah. She was the counterpart to Bette Midler in that film. Mm -hmm. And she was the wind beneath the wings. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's what the song's about, right? Yeah. And I've been uh, recent, I recently like followed her on Twitter because she, she makes some interesting political statements and, and things like that. So I did actually tell her that I was like, yeah, I've, you know, I've, um, I've seen you, you know, I've seen your Twitter and, and stuff. And, uh, and I, I really like what you have to say sometimes. And, and she's like, Oh, it's mostly retweets. And she was like kind of apologetic about it. And it wasn't until later that I realized, Oh, I was wearing that nice green press wristband. Right. So she thought I was a journalist, which I am, I guess yeah. in the podcasting world, but, uh, to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm not there to like get a gotcha <laughs> moment from Barbara Hershey, you know? So I felt like some celebrities that saw that were a little standoffish or could have been. Yeah. I, so, so I think that we, we each went to Tom Savini's table to get an autograph because I think that we appreciate his work a lot in horror. I mean, I know that I do. And he signed little, little mini posters for us and it was a very quick experience. Like there wasn't a whole lot of talking and I don't know if it's because that we didn't initiate the talking at first or did he see the green wristband? Uh, yeah, and... that too. And I, I don't think he really heard too because he's sitting right across from where you could get your uh, horror makeup done. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And so I, I made a quip like, I bet they're really intimidated with you sitting across from them, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's funny. And he's like, what? And he looked around and then I was like, okay. Yeah. So, no, maybe you shouldn't notice. Let's keep it real. Most of the celebrities at this place were high. High as fuck. Like, yeah, I'm sure that they had to take something just in order to sit through the three days of this thing. I mean, um, when I met Lance Henriksen of, you know, Pumpkinhead and Aliens and Millennium and whatever else he's been in, uh, he just was out of it. Like, <laughs> And that was his birthday, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually his birthday. I said happy birthday and took a picture with him. But, like, the person behind me had a baby or whatever, and he was just, like, in slow motion, like, going towards the baby. And, like, I looked at the his assistant, you know, and she was just like, she gave me like a hunch and she was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back and he was like, oh, and first he signed my name wrong. He misspelled Chris. And like he like ripped up the paper really slowly and was like, give me another one. So it's like these people are like hopped up on Zanny just to get through the day. And I don't really blame him, I guess, you yeah. know, but, you know, I got a picture with Lance Henriksen. So that was fun. And I mean, it's safe to say that not all celebrity interactions are like that. I know that. No, like, man, like the, who is the most put together person there? Tracy Lords of all people. I mean, like, she looked like an important advertising executive. Like every day, she looks so put together, and I, I'm so I'm like sad now that I didn't go up to that table and like because it seemed like she was having a conversation with everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris's boyfriend really wanted to meet Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. And he did, and he came back with only glowing things to say about him. And, and of I, course, Jeffrey Combs is from. He's from Re- Reanimator and Castle Freak, and and then of course Matt liked him and Deep Space nine right so star trek yeah so like the the least horrific of all his credits or whatever but i have heard from other people who've been to conventions he's a very nice guy and he's very personable yeah uh my husband really wanted to meet elvira and so he stood in line for a very long time for that three hours yeah almost three hours and he came away very happy about the experience um and of course you had a very special experience as well Two, actually. I I got to meet Joe Bob Briggs, which is one of my childhood horror idols. Like, he really was a huge part of my formative horror years from Monster Vision. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it all the time. And so meeting him, I think I was a little starstruck. Like, I didn't really know what to say. But he was super, super nice about it. And, like, Darcy the Male Girl was there, and that was super fun. But I have to say that my favorite experience with a celebrity at this convention was with Meg Foster from They Live and Master of the Universe. She was and, all over you. Yeah, she was, like, the nicest woman. I was taking pictures and of course I know her from like masters of the universe mm-hmm. as like evil in or whatever she was uh, you know and she's been a lot of other things right she's a Rob Zombie movies, movies yeah and recently and uh, yeah it's just striking eyes you know that's sort of kind of her trademark but uh, yeah so I was like okay I'm taking the pictures and then she's talking with him and making sure it was the right color of pen oh she for, wanted like, that the... signature and inscription to be perfect, perfect you know yeah. and then I was like okay that was great thank you and she's like one more And then she did another one. And then I was like, okay, that was perfect. And then she did one more. And then she like starts kissing on him. Yeah, she like gave me a kiss on the cheek. And I was just like, okay. I was like, it was completely unexpected. But it turned out to be a really sweet picture. And I, uh, we have posted these pictures of our interactions with celebrities on Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram. But I think somehow the Meg Foster picture sort of slipped through the cracks. I need to get those on there. So by the time you're listening to this, they, they should be posted. So guys, go back to our social social media at the film flamers on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And you can see all of these pictures of us with these celebrities. Cause I know some of you out there don't know what we look like. So here's your chance. Right? Yeah. Lower your expectations. <laughs> Certainly for me. I haven't had Erica in months, 
but that has nothing to do with the festival. So aside from the celebrity encounters, faced by a dog the week before. Oh my God. Smiles all crooked. But I mean, to be fair, talking about this festival in these pictures, if we happen to look a little harrowed or haggard or something, it's because this is really one of the most crowded things I have ever been at in my life. Yeah, the venue is just not built to support this crowd at this point. And their parking situation was horrific. So we ended up after that just taking Ubers in because it was a nightmare. They made us – it was the middle of the airport. So they made us park in like Terminal C, which there's like no clear walking path to get back to that hotel at. Yeah. And so it was just a nightmare uh, to, to get in there the first day. No Wi-Fi, so no one had signal. Like no one could actually like report on anything. That's right. The press didn't get access. Really, press didn't do anything for us. We didn't get any interview opportunities. We were actually told not to interview anyone. Like not right. even like the the patrons. Uh, the only thing it really got us was access to the the festival itself. And, and I don't it. know how rigid those rules are because it seemed like there were people setting up cameras and doing reporting and interviewing people on the scene, and it didn't look like they were some major news outlet. This was you know some sort of they were either just doing it anyway or they were partnered yeah so i mean we really didn't get like a full press experience aside from you know free access to the venue and then the opportunity to talk about it like we are now um i know they they broke some records on that particular weekend it was the most visited texas frightmare of all time sure i think chances are that it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger if it was huge this year it could be twice as big next year yeah and we know that they've already signed on to do it at the same hotel yeah. And I mean, I'm starting to think that maybe there's there there. This is DFW. There's a lot of places oh, yeah. here. There's I mean, huge places, two cities with two major convention centers with lots of space and room. Uh, there was another convention going on the same time, same weekend in Dallas. It was like the Fan Expo or something like that. I mean, we didn't go to this one, but it was at the convention center in Dallas, which is massive. And I saw some pictures that were posted on some news uh, websites or on Facebook and the booths for these celebrities were clearly marked off by curtains and things. There were pathways to walk and it was just a, a big place to get around. So you wouldn't have to feel so like strained or claustrophobic. There's people right? throwing elbows in that crowd. I mean, you, oh, yeah. could, you could not walk and see places or really shop comfortably at all these booths because people were just constantly trying to get by and you were trying to get by and people were trying to look at things and it just, it was not ideal. And I am not normally a claustrophobic kind of person. Now some of the people in our group are, my husband very much is. And I started to get feeling sometimes in some of these aisles that I just had to get out, had to get out. There was just so many people and they would stop to look at a table, but they would stop right in the middle of the aisle and, you know, really take pictures with people in the middle of the aisle, which is just stupid. And this is not even a comment on the festival itself so much as it's like, you know, politeness of the people that are around you or other other festival goers yeah, the first right? day i would like wait for a person pictures and be there's huge bottleneck and people pushing against you to wait for this picture the next day i was just like no i'm just walking through these people's pictures because like, i can't i have to exist as a human <laughs> so yeah there's so so many people there i mean but with that being said it was overall a positive experience yeah like, I mean, we, like we want to be we want to go back like but we want it to be at a different venue like we want to go back we want a better experience and i will still go back to 
the convention next year. I mean, I, I fully, fully plan on doing that because at, I mean, at the end of the day, they have two big rooms filled with vendors and celebrities and they have tons of panels and they have movie screenings. And I mean, we didn't get to a whole lot of those things just because it was incredibly crowded and lines would start hours yeah. and hours before these things would open up. And like, it, there was no like lanes really. Mm-hmm. Not, and like one of the lines to get in was in front of booths and the, it was like a booth for like the charity for the place. And like no one could shop at that booth while people were in line there. And they were supposed to start setting up for something else. Yeah. They had a silent auction. So there, there's just yeah. like not enough organization there mm-hmm. to actually get things done like smoothly. And I felt so bad for those people because it was a good cause, everything they were selling. So I did buy things from that table while we were standing in line for a movie. And I did go back the last day and I, you know, I bought some stuff to, yeah. to you know, to, to show my appreciation for letting us stand there in front of them for so long to go see a movie. And um, on that note, one of the screenings that they had um, was a secret screening. They didn't tell us what movie was going to be shown. They just told us that it was unreleased. And of course, it is going to be one of the more staggering, you know, have one of the most staggering drawing powers of the convention itself, yeah, right? Because of the intrigue. Right. And so we we got in line very early. I think we stood in line for almost an hour. We finally got to go inside. And obviously we had no idea what to expect or what the movie even was. And after a short introduction by the director, we got to sit down and watched the movie 47 Hours, which this was the very first time it was screened for an audience. So. Yeah. And uh, he introduced it kind of begrudgingly, weirdly, and then uh, kind of didn't say anything afterwards, which I kind of was sitting and waiting kind of for to yeah. see just a few questions even, you know, like, what do you guys think? And, you know, this or that. Nothing. The director yep. was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Yeah, he sort of like he said something like, well, if I turn around when the lights come up and there's nobody in here, then I know that my movie was bad or something like that. And, um, you know, so let's talk about the movie 47 Hours, because this is the first time in my life that I could clearly say that I saw a movie before anybody else in the world. Right. And that's that's pretty impressive, I think. So. So it wasn't great. But it wasn't bad no. either. You know, it was, it was very middle of the road as far as horror movies go. Yeah. Um, we're going to, since it has not been released and, you know, there's not even a trailer for the movie yet, we're going to do this hot take in a different way than we normally do. It's, we're going to try to keep it as much spoiler free as possible, I think. I don't want to ruin this movie yeah. because ultimately I think that a lot of horror fans are going to really dig this and like it. So, yeah. So, what is it about? Um, so, the movie focuses on these two sort of socially awkward girls who become friends. One of them has recently moved to town and she is, you know, a loner and an outcast. And she's both sort of, of them have had their kind of hashtag me too kind of moments right. in their histories. Yeah. So they, they bond over like some, you know, awkwardly or almost oppressively sexual past and things like that. And they, they strike up a friendship and they're on this sort of creepy pasta website one night and they find this game called 47 hours that involves a cell phone. Essentially, you start a 10 second timer on your phone and switch it to selfie mode mode and you pass the phone back and forth between players while saying the sort of ritualistic chant which is supposed to summon a demon and when the 10 seconds stops and takes the picture of whoever's holding the phone that person will die in 47 hours unless they play the game with somebody else and the picture stops on them yeah so it's essentially kind of like a ring type of situation exactly there's a whole lot of the ring in this movie i think i mean it's 
I don't even want to say that it's like tech horror because it's really not. It's more like internet horror, if that's yeah. even a thing, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I was getting some like dark web vibes, like the movie Dark Web or Unfriended, sure. right? There's a lot of that going on, perhaps even searching. The thing is, is that this movie started out in such a way that was very much like those movies where you could see what was happening on someone's cell phone while they were driving a car. And it was like a, you know, a dual screen sort of thing, right? Yeah. And then they sort of abandoned that entire thing halfway through the movie. Like we see no more screens. And I think it might have been better somehow if they just left that out entirely or kept that up the entire way through the movie. Yeah. So I mean, that was my, my biggest complaint. Overall, I thought the acting was decent. I mean... By the two mains. Yeah, the, the two main girls. Um, so they are... Uh, Allie Marie Evans plays a girl named Cadence. And then there's an actress called Annie Hamilton who plays Rose. The two main girls in this movie. And, I mean, the plot itself and the script is very basic. It follows very, you know, simple paths that all these movies that we see do. But there are some pretty effective moments in this movie. I mean, I, I think I jumped at least once, right? Sure. So, I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was scary, and um, but I would say it's definitely worth a watch. So, yeah, there's a pretty intense moment involving a tornado, and that's that's all we can say. Yeah. Uh, this movie is directed by Patrick Johnson. He directed a movie back in, like, I don't know, 2004, maybe, or before that. He's directed several, like, straight to Yeah, video, one particularly called stuff. Side Effects. Have you seen that movie? No. It's sort of about this, like, medieval sex drug that resurges to, like, it hits the clubs again, like, in the early 2000s. Thousands, and it gives you an orgasm, but it also turns you into a zombie. Like it's a really silly movie, but I like oh, it. Okay, but I mean, this man is from Texas, and Forty Seven Hours is shot in Texas. Yep, as was Side Effects, you know. And so I think that it was a perfect movie to do a secret screening of at Texas Frightmare, the local Dallas filmmaking. And I mean, I was glad that I had a part of it. Yeah, me too. I need to shut up about this movie because I've been talking this whole fucking time. Well, it was good. I mean. uh I don't want to, I, I want to keep, I want to talk about things that happened, mm-hmm. you know, but I would say it was f- for the most part, well-made. It was well acted by the two mains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a little inconsistently directed and edited. Uh, but overall I'd say it's a watch if it's, you know, ever on like Netflix or Amazon or something like check it out. As I'm sure it will be. This seems like the kind of movie it's obviously I'm not going to get a theatrical run. I don't think. Right. Mm, I would doubt it. Um, it's probably going to be straight to streaming straight to, to Blu-ray and you know, not to say that the movies that do that are bad. I think that in today's day and age, um, rather than paying for all the marketing for a theatrical run, you can get more viewers on a streaming service than you can sometimes in a theater, and that's the best way to go, and certainly for this particular movie. Yeah. Out of five, what would you rate 47 hours? Uh, Three. Yeah, I would give it a solid three. I don't think I would go any further than that. I would definitely watch it again. I think I will, you know, just to you know, revisit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Because, I mean, just like it's uncomfortable standing in line for an almost an hour, we were sort of in a really crowded auditorium yeah. watching this movie. And so I think oh, that... Oh, it was so uncomfortable. Those yeah, chairs were so uncomfortable. For real. And that's what you have to expect. I mean, we're not watching something in a movie theater. You know, we're watching it in a, in a ballroom, essentially, of a hotel. And yeah. So I think that a revisit on this movie would be good. 
And if you wanted any kind of food or drink, you'd have to stand in line for a ticket first and then go with your ticket to stand in line for food. Yeah. And then come all the way back. So that was a no-go. I mean, thankfully for the hotel itself that they had a pretty nice bar and restaurant right upstairs that was easily accessed. Yeah. Right? Sure. So um, there were times that we would be standing in an aisle and get so crowded. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to go to the next aisle or the next room, I'm going to have to have a little drink first. You know, mm-hmm. just calm myself down or something. But... I mean, overall, I think the experience was was pleasant, and I think that this is something that we would definitely look forward to doing again. And actually, I'm kind of interested to see what other conventions around the country are like, because I haven't been to any, and I know there are some really famous ones, and I think I'd like to to visit them and just, you know, do a comparison sort of thing. Agreed. So um, other than that, do you have anything else you want to add about the convention, Texas Frightmare, or the movie itself? Is there anything that you didn't do that you wish you did? Uh, I kind of wish that I had possibly gotten a VIP ticket so that it would be easier for me to have more access to like people like Tim Curry that were there or yeah. Sam Raimi or uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, something like that. But at the same time, I'm not really a big celebrity person. Yeah. Um, you know, so just seeing some of those people there and just seeing them standing there was like enough to be like, oh, wow, cool. And then that's all I kind of need, right? I don't need to like get a signature from this human or that human, right? Like it doesn't... Mm-hmm. Really? When I'm pretty bad at stuff like that too, like I like I'm kind of a star fucker if it's somebody that I really like, you know. And then like I have all these things like oh, I need to say this to them, and I get up there and I'm too, you know, socially awkward and stupid to like say anything, you know, impressive to their face or whatnot. Except for Meg Foster, she was super easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, we will say that at this particular convention, Texas Frightmare, we were approached by a listener. So, and that was, I mean, pretty exciting for me, right? Like he actually walked <laughs> over and saw our t-shirts. He's like, oh, the film flamers. So, yeah. um, and he talked us into getting on to Instagram. So that's exactly why we're there. So you all guys have him to thank. So thanks, Joshua. It was good to meet you. And thanks for getting us on Instagram. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we really appreciated it. It was fun to have somebody come up and know, you know, who we are and who has listened to some of our work and take a picture with us. I mean, we felt a little bit like celebrities ourselves at the convention, which is fun. And um, I'm having a good time learning Instagram. So so thanks for getting me out of my, my comfort zone a little bit. Well, I think that does it for this hot take. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed listening to this and you saw our pictures and posts from Texas Frightmare. A lot of you commented on them and liked them, and we really appreciate all the support you give us on social media. If you haven't found us there, you can do it at The Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. Let us know what you thought of 47 Hours. If I can find the link or if it's out already, I'll put it in the show notes. But if you did manage to see it, let us know what you thought about it. That's right. So if it's a full auditorium, I know there must be some people listening who actually watched it too. And um, when it does become available and you see it, let us know what you think of it. And you can call us and let us know what you thought of it too. That's right. Leave us a voicemail at 972-666-7733, the Film Flamers hotline. And if you've heard our Shooting the Flames episodes, you know that we play all these voicemails and questions and comments directly on the show. So your actual voice will get to be heard. Finally, if you need some more Film Flamers content, and we know that you do, head over to patreon.com slash thefilmflamers for all of our bonus stuff. We have got some sequel ideas to the movies that we cover, intros of a scene, and more coming up. You can get all of that for as little as $2. Well, Chris, I've enjoyed our time at the convention. I'm very tired. Me too. it's time to end this. I think we need to go off and have some sweet dreams. Or 47 hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah, I need that too. Bye, guys. Sweet dreams.